It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Oh, and welcome to They Came to Play. This is your AFL podcast that requires no work from you whatsoever. You don't have to have watched one single game of footy all weekend because we've got it all here for you right now. A sweet little summary as I say hello to the Richmond Tigers number one fan, Tess Armstrong. Hello, Limo. Hello, Danny. Hello. Yeah, you don't even have to be able to spell AFL to get this podcast. Yeah, it does, exactly. <laughs> and even you can spell it F-A-L, L-A-F, whatever. It doesn't matter. You are free. You are free. And, of course, Western Bulldogs number one ticket holder, uh, the former, <laughs> the former Bannerman. I don't think you can call me number one ticket holder because that's an official term that someone would probably have. Screw them. Okay. Who, is, <laughs> who is the number one ticket holder at the Bulldogs? It, well, I don't know. It was Gillard. Uh, but then as soon as she left office, she stopped pretending to be interested in footy. <laughs> uh, and good on her. Huh. Uh, was she genuinely a Bulldogs fan at any point? Or is it just because she lived out in Altona? Yeah, Altona? it was Altona. I don't think well, so. Well, the story goes, she was on our program last year. On Grandstand, they asked her, "How did you become?" Oh yeah, she you know grew up in South Australia, yeah. so she came over it, here. It played well in the electorate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually went back to when she was an employment lawyer with Peter Gordon. So she was a lawyer when she first came to Victoria, and um, he took her along to the football ah. and convinced her to become a, t- a Bulldogs fan because you know get on board. So she became a Bulldogs fan, and then happened to also live in the electorate later on. Very convenient, but was a fan. Stayed up while she was overseas to watch the footy. I think that makes you a fan. I haven't seen her at the games. I think she, um, uh, when it was the 2016 election, she just went, you know, that's as good as it's going to. 2016 election. Yeah, well. Um, well, That was, we we elected. (laughs) Bill Shorten didn't win, so she was pretty happy. We elected the Western Bulldogs (laughs) to be the premiers. And so when we elected you to be the premiers, she was off the bandwagon, I think, after that. Oh, right, fair enough. Uh, there it is. You would, though, wouldn't you? I do you? remember when she, was, when she was Prime Minister, she'd be at the Games, and occasionally if we'd win, she'd be in the huddle doing the song, and, but she never actually sang it. Yeah, right, okay. Well, there's right. Her Ter- and Barry Hall. Uh, she didn't know the words. Terrible singing voice or didn't know the words? Julia, call us. Uh, yeah. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> she, loves, she emails us every week they, uh, on, via the ABC <laughs> Grandstand Twitter. Uh, Tess, who's the number one ticket holder at Richmond? I don't actually know. Isn't that a problem? It does change a fair bit, the it number one ticket holder. It changes a holders. fair bit. Are you not, the one at Hawthorne? Not at Hawthorne. No. I'm the number one ticket holder for the Box Hill Hawks. Oh, congrats. Oh, yes. That's and nice. uh, Emma Race oh. and the Outer Sanctum yeah, team are the one. number one ticket holders for uh, the Box Hill Hawks VFLW team. Uh, but Peter Hudson is the number one ticket holder oh, for, of the Hawthorne football. A former player. A former player. That and he seems like a rort. I agree. I agree. And he has been the number one ticket holder for ages. Uh, Dulcie Kennedy was uh, the number one oh, ticket holder, nice. number one female ticket holder. The number one female ticket holder at the moment, I'm actually not 100% sure. I actually, Hawthorne. I tried to write a list at the start of the year of all the of all the clubs, you know, because they're interesting <laughs> guests and things like that. But I didn't get a lot. I can't really remember who my own teams were. I must yeah. not have taken very much notice. No. 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 Okay. Okay. If it was up to you, who would you appoint? Oh, apart from yourself? George McLeodinus. Uh, M- Mick Malloy? Nah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, but no. Uh, George Megalogenis. He's a lovely man, wrote a great book. Mm. He has been a Richmond tragic forever, family Richmond people, yep. high connections, politics, makes great documentaries. I just reckon he's a lovely man. He'd deserve it. Okay. That's, that's yeah. good. I would appoint at the Bulldogs Martin Flanagan, okay. even though officially he does not support a team. He is neutral, but I figure if we make him number one ticket holder, he has to support us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, and at Hawthorne, uh, I would appoint Martin Flanagan. Uh, I just... He's just got away with words. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's just great. And in fact, we're doing it right now. It's happening right it's now. Really? Happening right well, now. I've, I've had a few beers with Martin. I can tell you that uh, Hawthorne is, uh, although he's neutral, uh, Hawthorne's not on top. No, um, yeah. What about okay. the Tigers? Would he come over? Uh, yeah, I think he, he cool. was, was kind of happy with the story. He went, up for, went for Geelong growing up. But uh, now oh, he's written that... two books about the Bulldogs. I think he. Geelong have an advantage. He's going to go for the Tasmanian. Oh, he would so go for the Tasmanian team. Hey, we've gone a long time without giving anyone any news. That's true. Oh, big news. I'm number one ticket holder at the Royal Park Reds Cricket Club. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, that is exciting. Uh, Hey, we need to do our 15-second summaries for people who are in a real hurry. Oh, yes. Uh, So this is where... Have we got a timer? We get 15 seconds each to summarise the weekend's football. Uh, Who wants to start? I'll start, if you like. Okay. Tell me when. Tess Armstrong, give us your 15-second summary of Round 18. Go Suns. Goal of the year. There was marks of the year. Richmond is still great. Collingwood are unfortunately still quite great. Zach Tui lived out someone else's dream. Pigeons are being victimised. And get your calculators out because you're all a mathematical possibility. Oh, have I still got time? And you've time 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 oh. oh, my God. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm for the really time, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 13 seconds. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm happy to go next. Great, because I got yeah. nothing. All right, okay, <laughs> and let's go. Uh, teams don't smash teams anymore. Richmond could have smashed St Kilda, didn't do it. Hawthorne could have smashed Carlton, didn't do it. Uh, Collingwood could have properly smashed North Melbourne, didn't do it. Why doesn't it happen anymore? I'm really disappointed with that. Uh, look out for GWS. Oh, oh not bad. <sighs> You've inspired me. Okay. I'm going to do mine uh, okay. in the style of, did you? Did your primary school play inter-school footy? Yes. And did oh, you? Yeah. And, did, and, and then on the Monday, if you were the captain of the footy team, you had to report at assembly. What happens? Yep, yep I'm going to do it in that style. Oh, okay. my goodness. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, go. On Sunday, we played a game <laughs> of football against West Coast Eagles. It was a tough match. Uh, unfortunately, we lost by 54 points. We'd like to thank Mr. Beveridge for coaching us. That's all. <laughs> wow, you've... you still got to wait it out, wait it out, wait it out. Yay! I'd say well, this could turn into a 10-second summary. Uh, and also, that's about how long your team played for, actually, in, in We Perth. scored the first yeah, two goals. Yeah, you did. That was 15 seconds. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then it was all wow. downhill from there. So after that, you scored 32 to 100. Yeah. Oy. Sounds about right. You've it's... been doing that a lot. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to your game. That's our, that's our style. Yeah, that is your, that's your yeah. style. You've Richmond, got a Richmond tried to copy us last week yeah. against GWS. <laughs> Games on the weekend were either awesome or terrible. Yeah. And there was yeah. nothing in the middle. Nothing uh, in between. Let's start with one. Oh, actually, let's start with one that was kind of in between. Um, no, <laughs> this was awesome. This, this, this scoreboard flatters GWS. Uh, Port GWS. Port were in this game until yes. quite late yeah. uh, in the last quarter. But as... Yesterday, you might remember, Tess, or on the weekend on Grandstand, when we were doing our tips, I said that my heart says Port, but my head says GWS. Because I really think GWS, about two or three weeks ago, remembered that they're awesome. Yeah. But they'd totally forgotten that. Yeah. And now they're 
really making a run. And so who's winning in the Lemo's body parts tipping competition? <laughs> <laughs> Is it still well, the kidney? No, what do your toes say? It's it's amazing how successful my ass is. <laughs> uh, Keeps pulling results yeah, out of itself. It really does. It really does. Uh, but my, I think my head might be just ahead of my heart okay. uh, at this rate. But GWS, I'm telling you, they are going to be. Oh, go on, say it. Say it. They're the sleeping giant. They. Yes. <laughs> There we go. I didn't, have, I didn't have to say it. There it is, uh, right there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting. Leon Cameron's a bit of a tactical genius. He has made the most hated and feared club in the AFL sort of go invisible for a bit. Yeah. Now there's a late surge that yeah. if they imagine they went all the way and won it, it would. You'd almost call it a bit of a fairy tale. It's well, uh, almost, it, almost. I mean, almost. if you get all the draft concessions and salary cap, well, that's, you know, it'd be a fairy tale that oh. You know, both their fans could really celebrate. <laughs> it's, it's one of those weird fairy tales where the giant kills Jack. But uh... yeah, it's, yeah. I was, I was saying, you know how you take on a second team and they always let you down. Port, I've really been backing all year, yeah, so and I just I. felt really disappointed. However, it is, it almost mirrors their last four seasons where they start really strong. You think, oh. Porter it, they're coming under the radar and then they actually just stay under the radar and then stay there the whole time and then flop away at the end. It's very disappointing. But the Giants as well, the defence was excellent yesterday. It really held up. Toby Green is making himself a very likeable villain. So that is something to behold. You know, he used to just kind of be a villain. But now he's good to, he's always been good to watch. It's always been problematic, uh, enjoying watching him play football. I can't see it because his boot's in my face. (laughs) (laughs) You're still bitter about that. Let it go, Daddy. Luke Dalhouse in the face and didn't get suspended. Yeah. <laughs> and caused a $1,000 worth of improvements. Bang! Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, but Port will be very disappointed with that. A game at home, they had they had to win. I tell you, Paddy Ryder, they, as soon as they take him out, upsets the balance. Oh, right? absolutely. So you've got to bring Dixon into the ruck. You've got to bring Westhoff into the ruck. Paddy Ryder should play regardless of his physical condition. <laughs> If he's in a wheelchair, you push him out there. If he's on crutches, it doesn't matter. Paddy Ryder must play under all circumstances. Would back him in too. He would still be fantastic. Yeah. He would still have some some kind of impact. He would have an impact bare minimum. He'd be the only uh, guy to win a Norm Smith at age 68. <laughs> Yeah, a sixty-year contract immediately. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, that was disappointing, and we kind of waited out. Next week, uh, the Giants get to play St Kilda. Lucky them Uh, at home, and then poor old Port Adelaide have to take on the raging Bulldogs at um, the Docklands. So no, 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 at at Ballarat. Is it at Ballarat? It is too in my hometown. What's your good Mars? Uh, stadium? It is called Mars Stadium, but we are ABC, so it's at Eureka. It's Eureka Stadium. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that. that. Are we allowed yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, no, we'll, we'll beep that. <laughs> <laughs> we're at Generic Chocolate Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at Tasty the big green. Sugary Treat Stadium. <laughs> The Golden Archers <laughs> Stadium. Yeah, no, very, very disappointing. Anyway, oh, well. Hey, hey let's uh, let's head to Perth. Uh, well, Danny McGinley, over to you, because you ventured west. Match I report. Did. I went to the Bulldogs v Eagles match, uh, and it was I was doing some gigs at the, the Comedy Lounge over there and just doubled it up with, um, uh, you know, going to watch the dogs. I beforehand met with the WA Western Bulldogs supporter group, and that's a, they're an awesome bunch of people. Yeah. Simon Beasley was at the pre-match yeah, function. Great. It was quite exciting. And then we went to the stadium. Man, that's an awesome stadium. 
is it? It is like it's 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 you know it's it's brand new, so everything's cool. Mm. But there's there's five levels, and they're all sort of uh, tiered and layered, so they don't you get a good view no matter where you are. Cool. It's uh, is but, there a touch of the because this is a great thing about soccer stadiums. Soccer pitch, of course, is much smaller, but yeah. no, in a well designed soccer stadium, you feel like you're on the play. Yes, no matter where you're sitting. Yeah, yeah. Felt I felt I could see yeah. what was going on. It wasn't like the MCG where it's too far away because that is a terrible stadium to watch football. <laughs> That's right, you two. I'm backing up. Oh, Doc. It's not. It's not as good as Docklands. Did he just say the MCG is terrible yeah. compared to Docklands and uh, Perth I Stadium? I feel sorry for him. He should have good memories from 2016. Great memories. I do feel for you because we I know how it feels these grounds. to be left out. We'll get to North Melbourne. I know how it feels to be left out. We don't have to lash out. It's fine. Uh, I'm just sick of you two bullying Docklands Stadium, so I'm standing up for it. Anyway, this is anyway. Do you know they have? They're like Ewoks, the Bulldogs. If they see sunlight, they. That is nothing to that. That is the most inaccurate Star Wars joke. I've oh no! Ever not heard. What are the what are vampires? The, no, what's the movie where if they see sunlight they? Uh, what well, do you mean like that's like a gremlins. 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 Oh, gremlins? Gremlins. Oh, okay, Ewoks yeah. and Gremlins are kind of the same, but also one's heaps cuter. Yeah. Gremlins. Yeah. No, I kid. Um, so, can you tell me what the weather was like? Go back. Oh, man. this. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me talk about the weather. Oh, first of all, the okay, most awesome thing when I walked down, I was going, wow, what a great stadium. This is pretty cool. Like, is, that, is that a real-life eagle? <laughs> they have a real-life eagle no. flying around. No, they don't. Do they, they do. really? They do. It's that awesome. That is so cool. And I, I'd, I'd had three beers at the um, at the pre-match function, and three beers was the perfect uh, amount <laughs> of uh, to, to me, to me to become yeah. just a small child. and go, <gasps> There's a <laughs> So hang on. Is it like... What? It's flying around. No, no, no. But like just rogue. Uh, no, oh, there's a, no, there's no, a it's trainer. A, a it, trainer who it, calls it back. Yeah. How do you call it back no, it's so in, far away? It's in there 22. <laughs> <laughs> it had a Guernsey on. <laughs> Took a couple of hangers. Yeah. <laughs> can it pick up a Sharon, the it's, eagle? Uh, probably. They can pick up dogs and stuff, so they can probably pick up a ball. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's a bit slippy. But, uh, yeah, and then it, it was trying to land in the <laughs> middle of the ground. It was wearing those grippy gloves like oh, Travis Clark used to have. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was really cool. Uh, oh, and let me tell you about the weather. Okay. Uh, it, it did rain uh, a couple of times where I was sitting never touched us. It Whoa. only affected like the people at the bottom. On the field. Uh, on the field. Yeah, okay. uh, and then I looked up at the flags at one point. Now I've gone berserk. It was a really windy day in Perth yesterday, but you did not notice in the stadium. Wow. It's really well designed what for that. What about the food? Yeah, right. Food was not great. Yeah, I'll okay. admit that. Food looked good. I got really excited. and then Prices? Uh, oh, yeah, Perth. WA all, oh, prices? How's this? <laughs> all alcohol, all alcohol is mid-strength, even though it was a day game. Hang on. What do you mean? Do you have, wine, is there such thing wine, as mid-strength spirits. vodka? Yeah. Yeah, they do that now. Hang on, the wine and spirits were mid-strength. That's right. That's, this or, is what and, we're and being the told. Guy, the guy told me that uh, every every match, regardless of when it's on, everything is mid-strength. Oh, well, that is a major disappointment, Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-strength? Yeah. I'm going to go home and Google mid-strength vodka. I didn't realise that was a thing. Yeah. Mid-strength gin, that'd be good. Anyway. It's look, all right. I might, I might go to Perth. <laughs> I've who's never a, thought about who's it. Who's for a mid-strength tequila shot? Let's really get this party started. Let's go Let's go off on Slightly Angry Monday. Hey, so how, how many Bulldogs fans were there? Uh, I was sitting. I got uh, the, pl- the club. Uh, one of the players organised me a ticket. Thanks, Tom Boyd. Uh, yeah. And... I was, I was sitting with a lot of players' families. Oh, heartbreakingly, I was chatting to Mitch Honeychurch's auntie uh, who lives over there and how proud she was and then he oh, got done in the sad. head and she, yeah, she was I almost I really liked, you know how a couple of weeks ago we spoke about the Tigers' culture, right? They all got around Reese Conker when uh, he was injured. Yeah. The Bulldogs did the same thing. They all went over to the stretcher. They all said, you know, pat uh, on the back. Mitch is a very beloved guy. For um, people who didn't see it. 
I got yeah, got uh, taken out uh, in the uh, two players going for the ball, hit in the head. I actually oh. haven't seen the injury report since. So it was head clash. Head clash. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. There was a lot of because t- uh, obviously it didn't look very good, and Shannon Hearn was the West Coast player involved, and he's the captain over there at the Eagles. And we'll ask Matt Clinch a little bit later, but our commentators were adamant that he hadn't done anything wrong. Is yeah. that how you felt? Well, to be honest, I was a bit more distracted when when there's the immediacy of a family member quite distraught next to you. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, I was a bit distracted by that, and uh, I, I think Jimmy Bartell said on the Seven telecast that he thought it was okay. Let's yeah, ask Matt. All Matt. the commentators said it was okay, but I don't know. I think he'll be fine because straight after. Uh, Shannon Hearn made the contact. He threw his arms out as if to say, I didn't mean that. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, universal. Yeah, so yeah. He'll, be, he'll be fine. <laughs> that t- works yeah. in court too. Yeah, yeah. no, where it works in court. <laughs> I, at the Hague, they just go, oh, no. I've I seen, well, that's how I.J. Simpson got off. <laughs> just went, no, I just threw, threw his arms Didn't out. Threw his arms oh, up. Uh, the gloves flew off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, you would recommend... Yes, going go, to Perth. It is now on my bucket list. Go see a, a derby. Cool. There. I'd be very excited. Yeah, that'd and be great. Can I put this on your bucket list? It's going to be hard oh, if you'd organise. Put it on your bucket list. I was sitting with the, the family, and the people sitting next to me were Josh Shackey's auntie and a few oh. of her mates oh. who yeah. had never been to football before. There was a lady from Kenya, a lady from <gasps> Romania. I was sitting next to the Romanian lady, and she, she said to me, she go, hello. And she goes, which team you support? And I go, I've got a bulldog scarf. I go, bulldog scarf. Oh, me too. Oh. And I go, all right. And I go, oh. and she goes, I've never been to football before. And I go, all right, sweet. If you've got any questions, I'm happy to answer. Yeah. I realised I shouldn't have said that when 10 seconds later she went, okay, which team is Bulldogs? Oh, <laughs> oh right, okay. my goodness. So, so she was Russian? Uh, Romanian. Roma- oh, no, I was just, just going by the accent. By the accent. <laughs> hey, look, they, uh, I do generic Bond villain for all Eastern <laughs> Europeans, okay? <laughs> Ah, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Man, do you want to for the Bulldogs? <laughs> do you want to hear the Romanian lady's brilliant analysis of the Bulldogs? Oh, please, Absolutely. Yes. Uh, they need to learn to kick better and catch better. Running, they are okay. Oh, <laughs> She's now got a job on the coaching staff. Yeah, I told the, Emma. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a lovely uh, Kenyan lady who became besotted with Ed Richards. Just, oh, and I'm well, going to do a bad would. accent again because oh, she, okay. she was oh, goodness. <laughs> Here we go. Is he a really redhead or does he? Hang on, I'm doing generic Bond again. She was generally asking. <laughs> and where his, was this woman from? Yeah, I, I don't know. Foreign land? <laughs> no, she was Kenyan. Oh, and Kenyan. She was just, so you did a Russian accent for a Kenyan woman? I was just I in the Russian it was, mode. It was more. It was like a Russian who'd been living in Kenya for a little while, though. So it was pretty good. Or a, like a Kenyan a, who was raised like in Russia. Like an expat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. it was good. There, is, there is no support here for, for my brilliant accent work oh. here. <laughs> Look, Danny, normally you're very good with accents. When you get to the UK, there's Danny's strength. Um, uh, but, you know, yeah, Eastern Europe, you've kind of just blend them in. And you should be good with Eastern Europe. I'm just talking like my wife from, yeah. from Ukraine. No, but Romania's different. Romania's not a Slavic country. So, anyway, she got besotted with Ed Richards. Uh, so much. She was like, is his hair real? I just need to know if it's real. I, uh, I think I could teach him a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> oh, hello. And I'm thinking, for the good of the species, Kenyan woman and Ed Richards, that's good. That's, that's good genetic yeah. competition. Yeah, that's that's a, good gear. That's a, Ed, <laughs> if you're listening, get back over to Perth. <laughs> You've got a friend. You've got a fan. There's someone uh, um, who's going to pick you up at the airport. Uh, and oh, so when did you get back, Danny? Midnight last night. Ooh. I was on the same flight as the players, which is cool. I had a. I had did a... you uh, 
which players were in business class? Because I know there's some sort of pecking order. There is. It? Yeah, I was chatting to to him afterwards because I, I said, "Are you guys in business class?" I'm just angling, going, "Oh, is it, am I, could I be sitting next to someone?" Oh is this, my yeah, goodness! What, what seat are you guys? It'd be in? so what seat, cool. What seat are you guys in? We could we could watch uh, you could watch uh, fight, you know Shape of Water together. Didn't you mention last moment. week though that you don't make small talk? So would you break your rule on planes? If I if I already knew them, yeah, because I've met all the players. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh so yeah, um yeah, but then they told, they said, No, no, we're all in business class. Ugh. And th- but then I got told, Oh, hang on, nah, not 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 Eastern Woods not, because he wasn't playing. So he was bumped down to economy. <laughs> and and then and then I was uh, a, 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 there's a couple of players who couldn't get business class because there wasn't enough seats. And then I was sitting there and one of the uh, assistant coaches came up to Toby McLean and just went, mate, uh, can you swap with uh, one of the other players? It's just uh, you're all right. And uh, he needs to elevate his ankle. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, t- and no. Toby's there going, oh, come on, why? And he goes, because you got through the game on stays. You're all right. And he's going, oh, this. This is right, and then the other, like the coach walked away, and the other players go, "Mate, tell it, just say your knee hurts or something." And he yeah. goes, no, I, I don't want to make up an injury just to get into business class. Oh. He's a this, very nice man, Mum Sleever. So yeah. this is the this is the etiquette now uh, of, of apparently, and they said this is in a lot of their contracts uh, that you have to have a business class or an exit row, uh, and that's across the AFL. That is in the players' union. Uh, the PDAs? What are that they is, It's uh, funny that the rules are the same for like a Caleb Daniel and Mason Cox. Like that yeah, seems, that's true. You know, anyway. Well, good for them. Like, uh, I don't. That's good to know, though. That good is to good know. to know because I'm on a flight today. And yeah. once I've found my seat, I'm going to say to the flight attendant, did my ankle yesterday? Can I? Can I'm I? going to need to elevate this. Yeah. So I'm just going to head up the head up the front. Yeah, thank you. If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> Elevation. But I will say that all of the coaches were in economy with me. That is even, good. Even Chris Grant, director of football, and he is like He's two metres tall. He's a tall man, tall. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it real. He had an exit row. Really? Yeah, he was watching a movie. I couldn't see which one. Bevo <laughs> was on his laptop. so I'd love, just... to, I'd love to know what they're watching. Next time, make that definitely. Just go over and, and just... have, a, have a quick glance. Oh, yeah. I'd trip over and be like, oh, no, I'm sorry, and get a look at the screen. Yeah, just all right. Just tell us, report back. We need to know what we they're watching. We need to know. Um, uh, so there it is, the West Coast Eagles. Equal top uh, with the uh, Tigers, just yeah. percentage separating them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Eagles were good as well, but you know, let's, yeah. let's not worry about it. <laughs> let's not it get... t- turns out, uh, by the way, LeGrade, Kennedy and um, Darling quite good. They, so, yeah. 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 yeah, handy in your team. Fairly oh, handy trio up forward. And I kept, I kept going, oh, who's this 44? Oh, of course, it's a real. Yeah, yeah. Willie Rioli was I awesome. think um, Clint Wilden, by the way, referred to them as the other Holy Trinity because people go on about Geelong's Holy Trinity, but they would argue that theirs was a little bit better. And yeah. oh, uh, well, they're, position. Their Holy Trinity is pretty handy. Anyway, uh, right you there. want to talk about your game, don't you? I was at the Docklands yesterday. <laughs> What a great stadium! I am jealous. Oh. That is that is the home of football. <laughs> just I just I know. Was it is, what? Were you too old, close to the action? This is, is old news and boring news. But just that roof, when that roof is shut, it, just, oh, it was a beautiful day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Open the goddamn roof, and I know apparently there's a spot where the sun gets in the players' eyes. Well, doesn't that happen in normal stadiums? Yes. When, yeah. I know, but the face is the wrong way. You turn the stadium around. Face the stadium around. Face is the wrong way. Oh, this is what people will tell you. As soon as you say open the roof, they go, oh, no, but you don't understand the flight because the sun comes down at that angle and at two in the afternoon if they're playing a mark on a wing and then, yeah. Oh, now you're, now oh, you're, do, you're joining my accent work. Look at that. <laughs> Wait for my go. Sound like an EastEnders <laughs> character. General annoying person accent that was. You really nailed that. Hey, just before you get on to tell, talk about how good the game was, right, from a, from a Hawthorne oh, perspective. I, I'm not about 
to do that. So. I just wanted to <laughs> shout out. Um, Mick Malthouse is doing special comments yesterday, and it is hard when a game's a bit flat, right, for the special comments to find things to get excited yeah. about. But Mick was coming up with the, with a theory about how to keep the crowd in the Docklands. Well, the game is something I think they've got to put the padlocks on the doors to keep people in because <laughs> this last quarter is ending up looking pretty. Ordinary football by both sides. <laughs> Can I make a Put confession? The padlocks on. I left before the end of the game. No. Yeah. Because they really? didn't padlock it in time. Well, they didn't padlock it in time. <laughs> it was hugely insipid. Oh. Uh, and I was there with my wife, and we had friends in town who live overseas now, but having beers at a pub near us. And I said, you know what? <laughs> Let's just beat the traffic out of here and oh, go and see wow. our friends. So we left with about 10 minutes to go. It, which mm. I. I never do win, lose, or draw. I never do. But yesterday was just such a, so, so hard to get excited. Was about there a, game a of tiny footy? part of your brain that yeah. was going, "Oh, what if we lose?" Like, like you know, as you leave, you just go. You, oh, you have this right. nightmare scenario. No, of like, that doesn't no. happen to Hawthorne people. Ah, oh, very no. good yeah, point. It happens to us. The rest of us, it doesn't happen to them. <laughs> Did you at least find some? I mean, the best bit about it, right? There were two, uh, two very good bits. Yeah. First of all, was Cam Paulson's goal. That was his first ever goal in um, league football, and it was absolutely remarkable. He plays for Carlton, so it was the only remarkable thing that happened there all day. And it I just was... want to play for you the audio of when that happened. To Paulson at half forward. Vacant goal mouth. It's out to the right. And it bounces on its point. And bounces through. A Shane Warne leg break as it went through the major opening. It was bouncing through for a minor score on the right-hand side and just wickedly cut left and went through the major opening. That was pretty good. I felt sorry for Caden Brand, the Hawthorne (laughs) defender, because it made him look like an absolute goose. As he was just... And I think Segler was the dude in front of him. So it went over Segler's head and Brand was like, oh, I'll just shepherd this through yeah. the points. And then it just went straight. He was like Mike Gadding, exactly. That was the perfect reference for it, the Shane Warne leg break. Yep. Because he was left going, what? how did uh, that? I, I love when that happens. Uh, I don't love when it happens against the Bulldogs, but I've always got the standard response, which usually gets a laugh from the people around me. If I just yell, oh, bloody physics. <laughs> That's your fault, Isaac Newton, you dick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. But the other fun part was that El Nicholson honestly had his calculator out for the entire last quarter because he was calculating Hawthorne's percentage. Well, that was the only excitement you could draw out of the game was... Calculating where Hawthorne would they be. They should on the have had it on the screen. There should have been a live ladder. Yes. There should have been a live ladder at the screen. Yes. Because you're like, yeah, and then there'd be heaps of cheering and people, like, there would be more cheering than there was for the game. Yeah. It would be very exciting. It would indeed. Mm. I've, I've got, got a anyone. theory yeah, yes. as to why everyone's bagging out this match, the Carlton Hawthorne game. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yes, Danny. Is, no, no, no. This is, this is not just me Hawthorne bashing. Trust me, Liam. I would love to just be Hawthorne bashing. No, no, this is my theory. Carlton and Hawthorne played some of the greatest football matches of the 80s. Correct. We, when we were growing up. So we have this subconscious mm. ingrained idea that when you see a brown and gold jumper and a Carlton jumper on the field, you go, this is going to be cool. It's just a subconscious lizard brain thing of this is going to yeah. be good. Yeah. And when it's not, you you really it just does not compute with us. Uh, mm. you, well, you could have something there. Yeah. I, I was sat at a table yesterday. I was at a... Carltonians function, which is a Carlton supporters what? group, uh, and I was. <laughs> How did you get in there? I know. I was like, well, what? I was invited. I was invited. I go to there. Was Dave Hughes over at Hawthorne? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you invited so they could throw things at you? Or just... I, I go to their function every year for the Hawthorne oh. 
Hawthorne. with the Carlton home game when they play right, Hawthorne. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, and sat at my table was Mark McClure, who was uh, oh, nice. on the part of the ABC Grandstand team here, but was a superstar for Carlton uh, back in the eighties. But he's yeah, sellers, as we know, Tess. <laughs> yes, as we know. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, pretty passionate about the Blues, <laughs> but was just kind of throwing his arms in the air yesterday, going, "Well, that's this that's is what it, it is. That's just what it is now." They're, and yeah. can you imagine a time where next week, you know, no one really expected them to beat Hawthorne, despite the fact that they did the last time you met, and that was very exciting. But they, we thought, right, they're not going to win that. But next week, they'll they'll beat the Gold Coast, right? But they're not going to beat the Gold no, Coast. No, they're not. And no. are they going to win the week after that? Are they going to? They're going to go down with one, one victory. And as I stand by, one victory against Essendon counts for like four victories. So yeah. I think that they should feel very proud <laughs> that they still at least got a minimum four wins because oh, out of that one. They so made they, the moral finals. Thank God they won the game. <laughs> when, are, when are they played, Danny, the moral finals? Uh, well, uh, Footscray have won it every year. Uh, <laughs> Brisbane win this year, for sure. I'm on board. Yeah, God, um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway. it was insipid. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, Danny, but I, I can't help but reflect. We played the commentary uh, yesterday. We won't play the whole thing now, but <laughs> When uh, Kelly Underwood last year, when Carlton beat Hawthorne in round 22 last year, they hadn't beaten us for 12 years. Right. And Kelly Underwood, in an inspired piece of commentary, when the final siren goes, she goes, there it is. No one beats Carlton 15 times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) It was just... It is gold. I remember hearing that live and laughing so much. And then yesterday when we replayed it, it still was... Completely delightful. Um, but can we talk about Saturday night, please? please because yeah. I, you know, I'm done with the Hawks Carlton game and I need to. You're I leaving need to early from this conversation. I'm, I'm done. I'm actually going to check out. <laughs> shall, I need to talk about the good game. Well, shall we have a listen to the, oh, yeah, to the, the goal moment. that uh, sealed it after the siren for the Catters? It'll be a Geelong ball with 49 seconds to play. They try by four points. Stanley over the top. Got the hand pass there to Ablett. Out the back to Stewart. Now's their chance to go. Mendel's alone on the wing. He takes it. Thought of centre. He's looking for a lead. Inboard he comes instead to Hawkins, the man of the moment. He takes it 80 out from goal. Has a runner going past. Hits Duncan. Inside 50. Last roll of the dice. <laughs> The defender to make himself a hero. Melbourne have led for the majority of the evening. Can they get it back after the siren? Zach Tui, 15 Ds on the mark. From 35 out, directly in front, to be a hero. The Irishman comes in. And kicks it! Oh, just magnificent. So good. And Melbourne. I worry that that game is a metaphor for Melbourne's season, that disappointingly they will just slip out of the eight in the same way they slipped out of that game. I was talking to a Melbourne fan on uh, Saturday morning and they said, you know what's disappointing? So they missed out on percentage last year, right? That Mm -hmm. was their, let's Mm -hmm. make sure we get enough percentage. So half for the half of this year, they really, their percentage was all over it. And he said, now we're going to miss out on points. We're not going to get enough points to make it into the final. We're not going to win enough games, but we're going to get a high percentage, which is very disappointing. Now, I want to follow up, right? Yeah. We'll talk about more about that game in a moment, but you know how I always say Melbourne can't win in front of a crowd, right? And Swamp told us that, you know, crowds are Above 40, they lose. Crowds under 30, uh, 40, they win. I love, now, I love this step, by the way. There is a technicality here. 
because they lost in front of a crowd that was under 40,000, but Kadini Park doesn't hold any more than 40,000. Uh. And I'm going to argue that because it was televised, it was a must-win clash, that it counts as a game where people were watching, so therefore they can't win. Was it a sellout? Uh, it was 30. There, no, there's 6,000 less than a sellout. Mm. 36,000 oh. is the mm. Kadini Park capacity. 30,100 was the attendance. Yeah. But, yeah, Melbourne can't win when people are watching, and Where, that was disappointing. Yeah, you make a very good point. And Thank then you. The, there was a fight afterwards. There oh, was a yeah. fight. There was a blue, I believe, a Melbourne fan threw his cheese board at a, uh, <laughs> at a Geelong fan. And the working class, they don't take that well. Oh, no, I don't yeah. see. Yeah. And then well, there was no craft singles on it. They <laughs> oh, no, no. It was it just was pate and grange bottles as far as the eye could see. I was so happy that it was Zach Tui, though, that kicked that goal because he just looked completely unfazed by the moment in every way. He was chatting to the umpire, he was chatting to the Melbourne fan, like Melbourne team, everyone behind him, you can see Reese Stanley has his hands on his face, completely nervous, and yeah. that's who just looks unfazed. Well, we had Andy Lee on the show uh, on the weekend, and Andy Lee happened to speak to Lockie Henderson on the way <laughs> to Docklands. Carlton. Uh, and uh, he said that um, uh, Tui had just said, all I want to do is, I just hope it goes through. Actually, let's bring in Matt Clinch. Can you remember exactly oh, what it was? Uh, yeah, he said it would be nice if it goes through. It'd be nice if it goes <laughs> yeah. through. Like sort of <laughs> your classic, oh, if it goes through, it goes through. If yeah. it misses, it misses. Great and, Irish uh, understatement. he's been into Geelong's forwards about, it's not that hard to kick a goal, is it? Because yeah. he nailed it. He sort of can walk back with a bit of swagger now. Had he missed it, he would have never oh, heard the he end He might of it. have had some issues. Uh, Matt Clinch, I know that you uh, you know all your footballers across the competition very I well. I hope so. You call them beautifully <laughs> mm-hmm. week oh, after no. week. Where are we going? How deep do you go with your research? Now, the reason I ask this question, I'll tell you where I'm going <laughs> yeah. here, is I once when Zach Tui kicked that guy, I thought I'm going to look up exactly where Zach Tui is from. Mm. And I found a town in uh, Ireland where he's from, and I didn't know how to pronounce the name. So I text Danny McGinley, who's quite good with your uh, Celtic mm-hmm. accent. There you go, your phone a friend. He's gone to you, Danny. Can you yeah. do the accent, but I didn't, though? I didn't, of course I can. I didn't realise Danny was in Perth. <laughs> so I've got him at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, he's had a massive night out on Saturday night. Well, it's not a massive one, but uh, yeah, I was, I was enjoying being away from the kids. And, uh, and then I think Limo say, Limo's ringing, oh, this might be radio-related. This, might be, it might, be, this might be a know, job. Yeah, this, yeah. Could be, this could be work calling. <laughs> mate, how do I say these words? I have no idea, mate. Oh. So it's Port, Port Loise, I've worked out. Port Loise. Port Loise is how you say it. How'd you work cool. it out? Uh, because I put, how do you pronounce this, into Google, and nice. it told me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a lot. Very handy. Yeah. So um, do, you go, do you go back that far, Clinchy, uh, hometowns of international well, footballers? We had uh, Dara Joyce playing for St Kilda. He was from Kilkenny, which I looked up. And so I was interested in his background. It came from hurling rather than actually oh, Gaelic football. And I had to think, that is a how sport. many... AFL players have actually come from a hurling background, and, and Santana Hopin was the only one I could really think of. Yeah, and that was as bad as far as the research went. Because oh, I Steve thought Kernahan. most punters wouldn't care. <laughs> Steve Kernahan. <laughs> did Santana's brother play? Uh, yeah, he did uh, as well. He I, did. He's probably hurling. Um, Being oh, sports are helping. That is a very well. obscure joke. Of course, Satanta O'Halpin, the highlight of Satanta O'Halpin's career was kicking Cameron Cloak in the ass yeah. during the <laughs> internal trial at Carlton. Hey, so uh, I think the with the, the, the Geelong-Melbourne game, uh, probably who was your best on ground? Clinchy? Uh, it's um, a tough one, isn't it? 
I don't know. That's all right. I've yeah. got the answer. Who, who's, your, who's your answer? The Herald Sun sub-editor. Yeah. Oh. I like How's this, this actually. Do you oh, see yeah. this headline? Yeah, yeah. It was a ripper. Tui on your boot. Oh, I did <laughs> see that. Tui on the boot. That yeah. is just brilliant. Because remember last so week, Limo, oh, yeah. we had a little challenge of, mm. uh, we, we were talking about Nicknack getting injured. And wouldn't yeah. it be great if Nicknack got injured by Paddy Lipinski, yeah. who was out of contract. So it was, the yeah. headline would be, Nicknack Paddy Whack, give a dog a home. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, can so I just I, say, Danny, sub-editors are our, our worst nightmare because in the moment we're trying to – Andrew May's in an outstanding job there with Zach Twiggy mm. in the goal. So you're trying to think of something to summarise that moment. Yeah. And yeah. sub-editors have the best part of four or five hours yeah. to sit there and yeah. change it and reword it. Exactly. And... I, was, I thought I might wake up to read Too Easy. Oh, nice. Yeah, too easy, too easy. Good. But two on your boot, magnificent. Yeah. Two on your well, boot's gold. I came up with a couple of more oh, scenarios oh, that, yes. that I want just for the headlines. Oh, please, yeah. Uh, I was, wouldn't it be great if uh, Tom McCartan from the Swans <laughs> threatens, <laughs> he right. threatens to leave Sydney yes. after clashing with the coach, but then the board decides to back Longmire just so the headline can be, put the horse before McCartan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a few scenarios yeah. to play out for you there. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. I wouldn't have, also be great if uh, Michael Riscatelli (laughs) was hosting a confronting new TV show on Channel 7 where people perform death-defying stunts to win a flat screen. So the headline could be, Riscatelli risks a telly on Risky Telly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one actually happened yesterday. My mate texted it to me. Uh, uh, When Luke Dalhouse looked like he'd injured his ankle uh, yesterday, but he came back on and played and he was fine. But he said, uh, if he is injured, the headline should be Roald Dahl. <laughs> very oh good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's good. I, I, good. I like the challenge. I love them. We should I keep test them going. for next week. We should try and come All up right. with a couple ourselves. Oh, All right. I'll do more as so, well because that, that was like genuinely fun. I'm happy to try and drop fine. one into a call if we can come up with oh, yes. All right. Actually, okay. now, this is what we do. We come up with a few for next week. We give him the clinchy, and then he's yep. going to try and squeeze them, them in. into a call. Fabulous. Yeah. And then the further challenge will be see if Al Nicholson notices or Mick Mulhouse yes. notices. Yeah. So if they know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Let's just make your whole commentary in jokes for this show. Might <laughs> <laughs> not have great. a job if we play that line, but anyway. <laughs> what hey, a great Matt. idea. We just talked about Shannon Hearn and yes. um, the incident with Honeychurch. Did, do you think all the commentators didn't think he had a case to answer? Do you agree or disagree? Uh, no, I think he's in trouble. The, the part that works in his favour mm. is that the the, ball, the bounce of the ball certainly set Honeychurch a challenge. He missed mm. it. And then as a result, he turned around and, and Hearn got him high. But he still went in low with the shoulder, mm. was initiating the bump. So I think that'll definitely be looked at. Mm. Hey, I, I Looking at I'm not it, willing to bet on match review officers' decisions. No, when not you, this year. When I watched that at full speed, I thought, nah, he's fine. When you watched it slow down, he kind of does pivot and brace himself, as you say, yeah. for the contact. Like I feel as though if he had his time again, he could have done a slightly better job of getting out mm. of the way. But you make a good point. We, we shouldn't assess these things in slow motion. Because effectively yeah, we're taking five motion. seconds yeah. to try and make a decision on what happened like that. Yeah. So I think you have to be lenient in those circumstances if you are slowing it down that much to come to that conclusion. Uh, but as we found out from Nathan Burke, they recreate these things. They do. Uh, <laughs> they the, act them out. Into the tribunal or the, MR, or the MRO by himself. How's he going to act it out? Yeah, well, there's the theory. <laughs> is it by himself? Oh, do they, do they get a dummy? Then they say, point <laughs> no. to where the, the, the midfielder hurt you. <laughs> no, they do a casting in an AFL house. Oh, really? Right, you're about Honeychurch's dimensions. <laughs> you look like Shannon Hearn. Go at it. 
full speed. Playing the role of Shannon Hearn. It's, uh, is it all the these out of work actors? Is it like is it like the cast of Hey Dad? Just <laughs> <laughs> coming through and play uh, roles for the AFL Tribunal. Looks good on your CV. Yeah, uh, pretty handy. Hey, let's talk about the. Uh, have we finished up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Uh, but I've got to ask a couple more things. How yeah. many? People, do you think are going to be at the MCG next yeah, Saturday? Between All Collingwood and Richmond. roads lead to the MCG. First versus third. They should get over ninety thousand, shouldn't they? I don't know if the Man, Saturday Melbourne time are slot, not going to win they? that game. The perfect time <laughs> slot. <laughs> Melbourne are stuck. I'm yeah, sort of arguing know. whether they should try and move it to Saturday night. That, that, that's never going to happen. But Richmond have won seventeen straight at the MCG. So this is the yeah. big challenge. Collingwood have been in good form. Can they replicate that form they played against Melbourne on Queen's birthday? They were pretty good against North Melbourne. Mm, yeah. They were pretty good. Their first quarter was awesome. Yep. I tell you what, if the sun is shining, 90,000. Do you know Jack mm. Rewalt nice said day. on the ABC last week, he goes, you know, MCG, Collingwood, Richmond, 210 Saturday, after, Saturday afternoon, and everyone goes, Jack, the game starts at one one forty five. So oh. he didn't even know. So that might work oh. in Collingwood's advantage. Uh, <laughs> if we don't arrive um, on Jack, time, that Jack, could be problematic. But Jack Rewalt turns up at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> Guys, no, no one, one told me. Oh. Tom Lynch, who's Tom Lynch? No one told me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, we'll see. Brisbane turns out they're quite good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this. Uh, here, I'll, I'm going to. Since Mad Matt is here, I'm going to give a bit of point of punditry to try and mm. impress yeah. my friend here. It is better for the Lions long term that they lost. Oh, okay. Go on. Because yeah. uh, if they 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 were a bit inconsistent in the game, and they're a young side. If they had won, that would have uh, made them think that uh, we don't have to try so hard. We can pull these uh, little sly victories out out of our our backsides. Whereas losing, they will go. No, no, we got to knuckle down, and and they'll they know what it takes to to win these games now. Is that a good call, Matt? Yeah, my sure. well? Why not? Sounds good. Uh, yeah, sure. You can yeah, see sure, the, sure, Danny. You can see their improvement over the last four weeks. Is their outside run, I must admit, I, until I saw it on Saturday night, I thought, wow, they yeah. are quick. When you see a side like Adelaide, who used to stand for all of that, um, they've got Geelong down at Canadian Park this Oof. week. So that'll be a nice test to see where they really sit. Uh, all right. Thank you, Clinchy. Thank you, Thank Have you, a good week. Matt. On that, uh, that game uh, was actually remarkable, the Brisbane-Adelaide game. And unfortunately, it happened to be on at exactly the same time as the truly remarkable yeah, game. Why, but it was yeah. close. Why didn't it start, like, the staggered start? I like, don't know. They haven't done it the last two weeks. They put the Saturday night game on at exactly the same time. And it's the worst mm, because I yeah. want to flick over at the end and see the yeah. end of the other game. And we'll really, talk. That, that's yeah. what, you know, I think we've talked about this off air. I don't know if we've talked about it on air. The standard of uh, halftime entertainment and pre-match entertainment is pretty, it's not great. No one's no. really nailed it, although a live eagle is pretty awesome. Yeah, okay, well, you've said, yep. <laughs> Why don't they just chuck the other game that's on, on the big screen, just for halftime, just for that, that 20, 15, 15, 20 minutes? So, yeah, you know, I don't that's, know. Uh, that's an interesting proposition. Oh, I wonder Danny. if they've discussed that at, uh, at AFL House. Not a bad idea. We know that Put Gilbert Glockman listens to this podcast He's and loves fan. it. So. Yep. We'll find out. If it's Tell, happening next week, that's you. That sort that. it out. And two Mark of the Year. It's always wonderful when the commentator calls an amazing specky. You know, Josh Walker took an incredible Mark. And then they go, Mark of the Day, Mark of the Day. And then kicks it to Cam Rainer, who kick, takes the other Mark of the Day, like immediately after. It was <laughs> awesome. And then Eddie Betts was up and about. It was just great. And it was good for Brisbane because they beat Adelaide when Adelaide have kind of all their players. Like Adelaide are getting McGovern. McGovern was back. There was a, like the proper Adelaide team. Yeah. And Brisbane always beat them. 
Almost. Almost. Almost, yeah, yeah. Almost. <laughs> they, got, they got close Good enough to, for us to consider it a win. And Adelaide, <laughs> Adelaide are creeping along back to power stands. Yeah, so no, well, we'll you see. know what? 12 teams uh, are still in touch with the uh, top eight. Uh, Essendon Frio. Oh, yeah. That so, uh, is there uh, anything uh, about uh, that that excites I'm just people? Gonna, I'm just going to correct you there. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I went on the AFL ladder predictor. Uh, dogs can still make eights. Can okay. you really? If yeah. Richmond and Hawthorne That's, lose every game, you're pulling some sort of trick. There's some. There's you're creative hacking. accounting involved. <laughs> Russia, yeah, Russia is involved in that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's yeah. seriously that's true. A, yeah. uh, Devin Smith took an amazing mark. Devin Smith might be the best pickup of the year. He has been amazing for the Bombers. So he that is, was awesome. He's having a blinder. Yeah, he's very, was... very good in my super coach team. Yeah, that's Smith. about it from that game. Because I, 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 I was, <laughs> it really is. I was there in I was in Perth, obviously, and oh, I yeah. decided on Saturday afternoon I wanted to, I wanted to sort of get a, a vibe, you yeah, know, yeah. so I have something to report back yeah. to you guys about. So I went to a pub, uh, thinking I'll I'll go sit with some Frio oh, fans yeah. and yeah, yeah, and really yeah. get the vibe. <laughs> I found one bloke. <laughs> I went to three pubs and I found one bloke who was actually watching the game and a Dockers fan and everything. Wow! And uh, and he was a, he was a nice guy. We we got chatting and. Uh, and he's and I said, so why, why does no one care? Why does no one care? And he goes, we're just rubbish. And the only thing that him, he and his mates had sort of been talking about was, oh, let's just follow Nat Fife's Brownlow year. And let's just, you know, watch every oh. game and see how well Nat Fife can do. And now he's oh, out. It's right. like he couldn't so even get his mates to come to the pub. <laughs> Gee, that's disappointing, isn't yeah. it? That is flat as a tack. Oh, fair yeah. weather followers. Pretty much. Hey. Get on well, board. Anyway. You know. They, other mates probably went out to the beach or something. <laughs> they, they, they were doing something well, actually. What do they do in Perth? I don't know. Actually, nice. Oh, let's go to this next oh. game. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Coast Suns beat Sydney. Man, did I get a spring in my step when I read that score. That was amazing. It was yeah. very hard to believe that was a thing that was happening. So on Saturday morning, we have to preview, you know, all the games. And yeah. coming up in the afternoon, you really try and do a good job of pumping them up. The ABC covers every single game every weekend. So you don't get the choice of doing the duds or all the predicted mm-hmm. good ones, you do all of them. And yeah. Corbin Middlemass, our commentator in Sydney, had the gig and he said, you know, sometimes things happen where the underdog comes comes from behind, beats the unexpected game, and they remind you why you love football. And everybody laughed. Everybody <laughs> loved, they, they loved, did. loved, 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 loved. <laughs> Audibly, ha, that's hilarious. Anyway, an hour later, you know, we're watching and Corbin texted me and he's like, you know my prediction's not uh, looking too bad. And then I kind of was like, well, they'll fall away. And they didn't. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Stephen was... May just caught everything. Stephen oh, May. Oh, yeah. He was he was intercept marks. It was like Sydney were kicking to him. Yes. Yeah. He and was he, uh, brilliant. He said after the game, I just can't believe it. I can't believe we won, like at all. And then he said when he went under the ground, uh, Buddy, he usually goes to Buddy, right? Yeah. And instead he sent a younger player to Buddy who kept Buddy goalless and Buddy on the ground said, Oi, you're not going to let this guy play on me, are you? To Stephen May. And they laughed together. And he said, Oh, so I was pretty happy about that. Pretty happy that he kept him goalless. It was gold. Well, it wasn't. It, it, I thought Buddy played. But the thing I love about Buddy is he never stops trying, even no. when the Swans are yeah, down by yeah. 10 no, goals. No. He, and he just he just sprayed a couple. It's not like he wasn't. Ex- it wasn't like he was having a bad game. No. Yeah, I mean he had a crack. I think the percentages are when Buddy kicks no goals, they lose fifty five percent of the time, something like that. So keep Buddy goalless. 
And, yeah, uh, that's. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll put it out there. Keep them buddy goalless. That's a good game. <laughs> there, I've said it. Point of punditry. McGinley. Yeah. Bang. I don't, I don't know yeah. why people haven't tried it in the past. <laughs> Just get it uh, together. Do you know my favourite um, moment was yeah, when the uh, you know because I watched it and I, it was great to see the Suns players really you know enjoying mm. the win because God they needed it. Yeah. It's great when you see a footy team that has just been you know to hell and back and they finally get a win and the pure unadulterated joy and they're all hugging and oh, they, they, was, they had to bring in more uh, Powerade just to, to sport <laughs> sports. They had to bring in more generic sports drink just to spray right. on the players who'd never had a win before. Uh, there were a lot. There was yeah yeah yeah. It was just the one. Inner circle was, was big like was bigger than the, the outer, outer circle. circle was just one guy. Stephen May ah, 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 pouring everything out. <laughs> It was just an official. And when they yeah. sang the song, I was, I was, there was there's a bit of you that always goes, I wonder if wonder if they all know the words. And to oh, their credit, no. they mostly did. But we've got the audio here. Just on the last line, <laughs> there's a pause while they all just have to remember the last lyric. It's subtle, but it's there. Have a listen. Getting into it. Good on you, lads. This is the fun bit. Here we go. Classic. Uh, but uh, but uh, one of the team that'll never say die. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, just before they go, yeah, fight, fight, fight. Do we hold up the cup? Run, run, run all the way. Hey. Oh god, what's the next bit? <laughs> <laughs> Does it end yeah. now? Is there? It's like the Australian anthem. Is there an extra verse? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. Hey, we're playing Sydney in Sydney. We're not gonna. No, let's not bother going over the. Don't bring yeah. the printouts. Don't stock. bring the printouts. It is no. also one of the worst songs in the in the oh, AFL. It's just it's so generic. I mean, the fight, fight, fight bit's festive. That's good. Anyway, that bit's good. Yeah, that bit's a bit good. Needs they need work. some extra bits. They need collie wobbles. They need like the um the oh, extra the, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't work out what the term for that was, but you know, if there's a, a few woos. <laughs> yeah, we we decided on refrain, which Coders. I think is true. <laughs> I'm anyway, not sure. we'll work on it. We'll text them. By the way, the the worst part about going to Perth Stadium is you have to hear the. Eagle song. God, it's bad. Uh, the re-recorded version has like incredible backing vocals that I've that I've never heard before. It's but like a woman doing um, the bits, but higher in the background. It's intense. Yeah, I, I, it's horrible. I, I wasn't paying attention to. <laughs> they actually bring it down. They play Eagle Rock uh, after a win. What? They play. So Eagle they don't Rock. have the banner and they don't play their song. They play their song, but then they 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 fade oh. down and play Eagle Rock in entirety, and then they play the song again. That's what Port did. Ooh. Remember, we discussed how they DJ in and out of their song yeah. that they consider oh, yeah, not good right. enough into a techno song. Anyway. That game was good. Uh, there it is. Uh, Collingwood and North Melbourne. Gee, North Melbourne were disappointing. I think the highlight of this game for me was the uh, Scott Penderbury bouncing a ball <laughs> on a pigeon's head. Uh, and the pigeon. <laughs> That's the pigeon in a press conference after the game. <laughs> Just discussing, <laughs> letting everyone know how it's, how it's travelling. And there's Pendlebury facing the PRP. Uh, the <laughs> pigeon review panel. Pigeon <laughs> review panel. It could get a couple of games. The pigeon... Was concussion tested? Okay, they put the pigeon on the blue whistle though on a tee. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, pigeon was very happy. But interestingly, uh, the pigeon was named in North Melbourne's best. So <laughs> we were saying it had it had more effective touches than some North Melbourne players. <laughs> We were saying earlier in the year when uh, North were the surprise package mm. and doing well that their membership hashtag should be North are good. <laughs> With the question mark. Remember yeah, we were saying yeah. that? Yeah. Um, it's now North back to good. North aren't that good. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, there was, there was an asterisk that we were missing earlier yeah. on. Like, oh. Oh, they um, really did tease their fans, didn't they? I mean, they could still make it, of course. But... Yeah, but they just... 
I mean, before the game, Brad Scott said, oh, it doesn't really matter that you don't play on the G that much. And I thought, well, probably, maybe it does matter a little bit when you play on a team that does play on the G a lot. Yeah. That's when it is meaningful. If they were playing, you know, the Bombers or, you know, whoever else doesn't play on the G, what other dud teams don't play on the G? I'm what kidding. other dud teams I'm kidding, don't play on the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Uh, no, Bulldogs. You've got your Bulldogs. You've got your everyone else. Oh, it's just Richard and Hawks. No, I'm kidding. Um, just, no, you can play at your horrible grounds. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Uh, several more times. But yeah, it was very disappointing. Collingwood were excellent. And pre game, Darcy Moore was out. Lyndon Dunn was out. And they thought, how are they going to stop? North Melbourne's amazing forward line, and turns out they did quite a good job of it. They did a and Josh Dacos was excellent. Pigeons, uh, by the way, are getting victimised because this situation. Scott Penelope was mean about it, but a couple of weeks ago, Fremantle remember played on the G against yeah. Richmond, and Matera went to line up for goal and got put off by a pigeon, and then kind of <laughs> fluffed right. his kick, and then it went off, and they all blamed the pigeon. I was like, no, the pigeon's just there. It's the footballer's problem. What's Stop victimising Where are the seagulls yeah. in this? What? This is the same as people chasing sharks down uh, after a shark attack. They were in there. They live there. The pigeons live at the G, guys. You've got to work with it. Where pigeons are the seagulls? Are, seagulls, are, seagulls are supposed to be the ones in the way. Where are pigeons suddenly? What's going oh, on? That's no. true. No, the seagulls are frightened by the fake eagle and the pigeons are too yeah. tough. Ah, pigeons pigeons are street stuff. smart, so yeah. they don't care. Yeah, anyway, that was a bit, that was a bit of a fizzle. that's why they have a real live eagle at Perth Stadium. There it is. It so also I, keeps the seagulls and the pigeons away. But I'll tell you what, next week... Uh, Richmond play Collingwood. I bet the pigeons seek revenge. Scott Penderbury <laughs> will be covered in pigeon poo oh, okay. by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. Watch, they'll be swooping him and pooing on him for I the first like 30 minutes of the game. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, and suddenly 100,000 people are just pecked to death. I, <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I am, I'm already stressed about that game, so this has, made, this has taken it to a next level. Yeah, actually, let, let's talk to very negative Tess Armstrong. How much are Collingwood going to win by? Um, I actually do think they're going to win because oh, earlier God. in the year they were very good oh, we go. early in the game and they will have worked out our plan and anyway. No, I, I feel I feel a little bit confident. I think we get an extra pep in our step when we play against Collingwood, but I'm still a bit scarred from 2016 Brody Grundy after the siren. Oh, yeah. um, I want to test the theory, us. Lemo. Yes. Tess Armstrong. Mm. What's the worst case scenario for Saturday? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Let's see how the depth the f- of your negativity. Well, as I know, I know when we're going to lose from the first 15 minutes. So in the first 15 minutes, if Brody Grundy <laughs> kicks a goal um, or, and then they kick another goal and then Trent Cotchin, like, does his knee or something there like that. There we go. There we go. So Cotchin's done so his knee. Hard, because he goes in so hard to compensate when the rest of our team is flat because yep. he thinks by leading by physical example, he'll bring everyone with him. Yep. But if he goes down early or, oh, no, Lyndon Dunn's not playing. I was like, if Lyndon Dunn clocks one of our players... <laughs> Concusses them and they're out. So Dustin Martin concussion. Uh, Cochin does his knee. Cochin does his Pies knee. Pies win by how much? Fifty points. These are the worst case scenario. <laughs> All right, cool. That's that's pretty negative. I'm impressed. Because as well, we're going for our 18th win in a row on the G, which would be like much would be would beat the Norm Smith Melbourne team, uh, their record on the G. So it's all kind of rising up for us to fail. And so I feel like just being cool about it and um, not not talking about it at all until the next week. What do you reckon? <laughs> I have it's to produce really that well. game as well, so look out, world. The uh, highlights will just be me crying into the, guys, into the microphone. But, I hate to be fancy, but I need to leave and, uh, and catch a plane. So very quickly, Friday night. Jack Stephen, goal of the year. And I do love that mm-hmm. the commentators, Danny, embraced the uh, World Cup and they covered his soccer-type goal with a soccer-type uh, commentary. McKenzie bombs it to full forward. Flostone double-fisted spoil. Support oh. in the form of Aspen. Oh. Punched it straight to Stephen who kicked. And all of a goal! 
I have never seen a goal like that in the history of the game. <laughs> there it is. What, a, what a great call from the grandstand team. Fantastic. Hey, Richmond were pretty good. Would have liked to have won by more. Uh, my sister thinks that St Kilda, she's a St Kilda fan, should have to train at their training to kick goals with water cannons that they don't know when they're going to go off and also <laughs> fog horns and they don't know when they're going to go off. And so they're always, always, always training for goal under a lot of stress and they don't know what's going to happen, blah, 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 and then they can train. I think, I think that, that's a bit harsh. I think that violates the Geneva Convention. <laughs> <I think laughs> it does too. What are got, they going to do, pre-season in a Thai cave as I've well? I've got <laughs> one more thing to look yes. out for for next week, right? Uh, at Footy Places, which is a wonderful Twitter account, has a great stat, right? If Jack Holmes plays next week at Eureka Stadium in Ballarat, he is the new played at the most venues record. Nice. He will beat it. So he will beat uh, Paul Salmon and Robert Harvey by playing at the most How different uh, venues. He will have played at 20 venues. Wow. He's currently on 19, joint leader with the other two. But so, Ken, if you're listening, yeah. pick him. Pick him. Yeah. Pick him for all of us. Absolutely pick him. Uh, Tess Armstrong, thank you very much. Thank you, Go Tigers. Uh, Danny McGinley, thank you. <laughs> go Dogs. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, my name's Limo. Go Hawks.